What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of sports, DFS, and gambling. With over five years of hot takes and millions of downloads later... I guess he's been doing something right. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. All right, folks, it is Saturday. It's not Sunday fun day. We got Christmas Eve and, yeah, scheduling quirks. We got a f- pretty much full NFL slate today. Uh, and then a couple of games uh, on Christmas uh, Day, but yeah, Christmas Eve, let's get right after it because uh, we got a lot to cover and not that much time. It, it is uh, it is a ready Saturday morning and uh, got a, quite a bit of things to do with the family. So uh, yeah, without much further ado, let's talk about this slate. Uh, Atlanta at Baltimore. Uh, Ravens favored, you know... <laughs> There's still no Lamar, and without Lamar, you know, I tried doing it. I tried talking myself into it with uh, uh, Huntley, but the Ravens' offensive line is so bad, and the receivers are so banged up that literally I can't play anyone here, and I know it's going to screw me because Demarcus Robinson is a 4K, and I'm going to be talking about a play later that I'm doing a run back on that is very sketchy, but I still believe in the play enough that I have to do it. That I feel like Demarcus Robinson somehow is going to do something where he just catches a deep pass. The Ravens don't catch touchdown passes, like in terms of their receivers. The, the wide receivers don't catch touchdown passes. Now, uh, do uh, do you get uh, touchdown pass catches from uh, you know? Do you get pass uh, pass catching from Mark Andrews? Yeah, but. Andrews is banged up. I, like I hate, I hate the Ravens and the Atlanta side. Desmond Ritter's under at center, but you know we don't know if it's Algier. We don't know if it's going to be Cordero Patterson. They'll probably th- keep running the ball. I still don't trust Drake London yet because yeah, he 
He he's looked a little bit better with Ritter under center, but pretty much anyone could look better than what Mariota was given in the passing game. So to me, this is I don't know. This just feels like you're reaching to play Atlanta, and I don't think you need to reach. Like to me, like there's there's no need to reach for the Atlanta passing attack as it stands. Like I. You know, unless we get some type of news where maybe someone's hurt, like, and again, I, I don't, I don't see anything in in the, yeah, the Ravens defense has struggled, but like, I don't see necessarily anything that's gonna tell me that Ritter is gonna tear it up today. Uh, to me, this this is just one of those stay away spots and hope nobody burns you. Like, uh, and like, most likely the person to burn you would be. Jacob Dobbins or uh, Mark Andrews. And while I do think Dobbins is solid enough at running back, I hate running back in general today because we got a, a couple of spend up spots where I think they could fail, even though they have game scripts that could excel. It's like it's a high failure rate from what I'm spending up to. And I don't like Saquon today for the Giants. I'll, I'll get into that game later. But, um, yeah, this is a stay-away spot. Let's move on. I've already talked about this game too much. Uh, Buffalo at Chicago. Basically, we got terrible weather. Um, This is one of those games where it – this is one of those games where it's going to be five five degrees and below based off of the wind chill. Uh, You know, yes, Buffalo's used to playing in Buffalo, but playing at Soldier Field is a different matter. Like, you're playing on the worst – field surface in football with terrible it's it's cold the field isn't gonna have good grip I don't like this game at all and the bills are favored by like 10 like I'm I'm not feeling this game and I know people want to pick uh, say that this is a great low owned spot to play the bills my my concern here is where do we get see the Bills like having a monster day passing? To me, the the play would be the run game with Singletary and Cook, and again, you got a split running back situation with a team that doesn't run nearly as much as they probably should. You know, it, it, it's just I don't really see how this is a, a spot to be targeting. Uh, well and truly, like, yeah, you could target the Bills' run game against the Bears' run defense. I have no issues there. Uh, but the problem is you're going to have to pick and choose between Cook and uh, – <clears throat> you're, you're going to have to pick and choose between Cook and Singletary. And, you know, I I, I don't have a great feeling. Uh, you know, James Cook is 4,900. Singletary, you're going to be running in, like, 5,400. And, you know, neither one is really projected great. I don't really see a monster game from either one of them. I think they still kind of split the shares. Like, maybe they get to 15. Is 15 enough? Maybe. Uh, but <laughs> there, there, there are too many other games that have a chance to shoot out that I would rather take the stab on Dallas-Philly shooting out, even though I don't really particularly like that game than gambling on the Bills today. To me, I don't think it's worth it. And I have to be clear, like, in terms of the Bills, could somehow Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs get loose? 
Absolutely. But that's more of a 150 lineup type of play than trying to jam them into a main line. Like, I, I just, I couldn't imagine playing those guys with a main build. Like, this is one of those where, yeah, you get a chance that they might do something, but it's so much further down the pecking order of plays that, realistically, I I, I couldn't recommend it. it. It just, there are too many other spots you can actually make sense out of uh, targeting than going to this... Uh, Buffalo Chicago game. Yeah, I mean the Bears. I expect them to play them tough. I mean the Bears don't have talent, but the weather and everything else. I, I, I don't know. It, to me, it, it just make doesn't make sense playing the Bills, even though they could cover this game. I, I still like it. Uh, I still like uh, the Bears to cover. Um, it just looks like miserable time out in negative weather. Um, uh, today it j- just doesn't make sense. All right, moving on. We have the Bengals traveling to Foxborough to play New England, or as I like to call it, the dumbest coach. Well, maybe not the dumbest because we still have Jeff Saturday. Um, but one of the dumbest coaches in the league versus the smartest coach in the league in Bill Belichick. The difference is his the team he's coaching may be the dumbest team he's ever coached. Because I still don't understand how the Pats lost that game to the Raiders. Because the more I keep looking at that play, the more I keep wondering what the hell Jacoby Myers was thinking trying to throw a backwards pass to Mac Jones who cannot run at all. Like, literally can't run and he can't throw the ball. Like, the worst person on the field he could have thrown that backwards pass to on the lateral was Mac Jones. I don't understand this. I don't understand this whatsoever. How, even in the heat of moment, how Mac Jones was a viable option to throw the ball back to. It doesn't make any sense. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. All right. Yeah. What was I talking about again? Oh, yeah. Uh, Bengals, uh, New England, and dumb teams. Uh, Bengals should roll New England. I mean, this shouldn't even be close. We saw Justin Jefferson just tool on this New England secondary that realistically does not match up well physically against top wideouts anymore. They they don't have an answer, and not only do they have Jamar Chase, they also have T. Higgins. T. Higgins and Jamar Chase should tool on this team all game long. This should not be a close game. It really shouldn't be a close game. But I know the Bengals are morons. They're coached by a moron. So the thing is that I could see the Bengals being up three scores and still find a way not to cover this game. I want to bet this game. You know, we saw the Bengals in a premier matchup against the Buccaneers, and I'm still tilted about that game. I'm still tilted how the Bengals... Did not mop the floor with the Buccaneers. The Bengals had a rally from being down uh, three scores to beat the Buccaneers. They should have tooled on the Buccaneers. Without question. It's not even close. It's not close. So yes, I am bitter about the game. But I still look at this and I say the Bengals are incredible DFS plays because 
between Burrow, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins, they should all have massive games. Because I don't know how New England slows them down. Yeah, could they just opt to shift it into the run game with Joe Mixon? Absolutely. Absolutely. But, with that being said, you're doing New England a favor, and I think New England can stall out the game uh, by allowing the Bengals just to do dumb crap. Because to me, if they just stick with the short intermediate passing game and just do the short dump-offs to Mixon and Pirine, they're going to be able to keep basically every drive alive throughout the game. But I know the play calling for the Bengals sucks. It, it, it will it will inevitably bog down in New England as long as Mac Jones gets over himself. Should be able to find themselves able to play uh, effectively in the second half as New England makes adjustments to what the Bengals are doing. To me, this is a... You can bet the Bengals first half uh, to win the first half, but uh, I... I want to bet the Bengals for the game and the spread. It's three and a half on the road, but they they could find a way not to cover this, and it'll tilt me to no end. It'll tilt me to no end. I, I just, I don't know. It, it, it to me this is a this, this is a danger spot, if you will. Moving on, um, Detroit and Carolina. Uh, listen. Detroit has momentum. Carolina isn't really playing for anything. But I'm always reminded by the fact that uh, Detroit is one of the worst run defenses in the league. And Carolina likes to run the ball. The problem is Carolina's got three different running backs. They've got Dante Forbid. They use Chuba Hubbard. And now they're using uh, mixed in uh, uh, Ramon Blackshear. Uh, like, you figure out who's going to do well in Carolina and you could run the show because there is no rhyme or reason as to how Carolina decides the run plays. It's like I've been trying to look at the tape to figure out what sets each guy is going to run, and it it just they just rotate. They they randomly rotate. It is so triggering because I can't figure out what this offense is. So until further notice, I may have to just blacklist the. Uh, the Panthers, outside of maybe DJ Moore, but even DJ Moore didn't get that much work uh, the other game. I'm still going to go back to DJ Moore in a flop lag spot, but it, like there are various ways of most of these Carolina guys not getting there, and I do not want to be on the wrong side of that when I can play other other matchups. It's like I just don't like this matchup offensively for Carolina because you don't know where the ball's going to. And then on the flip side for Detroit, uh, yeah, you can always play Albert Ross St. Brown. You can play Jared Goff. I think I'm playing DJ Shark because if you look at it, DJ Shark should be able to get behind the defense and he's got enough speed. They're still not using Jameson Williams yet. And Khalif Raymond is more of a gadget play guy. I think volume-wise, DJ Shark is uh, the unique play uh, who's not going to cost you a ton because he's still only 4200 So, to me, uh, this is a, uh, you know, pick uh, pick like a 
a one-off here or there, I don't think you need to like do a true correlation because I don't trust the Carolina side in terms of uh, playable pieces. I, I, I don't, I don't think anyone's safe. Foreman used to be safe, but Lord knows, like uh, he's losing carries to Hubbard and Blackshear. Like th- this is this is a weird uh, running back committee. I'll, I'll say that much. And so we we go on, and this is one of the spots I am worried about today. Uh, Tennessee hosting Houston, and you would say, Dwayne, the Texans have won one game all year. Yeah, but the Texans are competitive in most games, and they had a draw against this uh, Titans. Well, actually, was it the Titans? I'm trying to remember. Was it the Titans or the Colts? No, no, it was the Colts. But it was the same setup, because remember, it's Jonathan Taylor. Uh, at the time, and the Colts were healthy at the time, but Houston, even though they have a terrible run defense, for whatever reason, they tend to match up well against uh, certain teams, and for whatever reason, Derrick Henry gets there and smashes Houston with big runs, but when you look at the box score, Houston, even though they get smashed by Derrick Henry, no one else gets there for Tennessee. So it's literally you play Derrick Henry and no one else. And now when you throw in the fact that Ryan Tannehill's done for the year and it's Malik Willis who does not throw, or actually I should say it's not that he doesn't throw, it's that no one in the Titans organization trusts him to throw with the lack of separation their wide receivers get. Thank you for trading A.J. Green again, John Robinson. What a masterstroke of a trade. All right, enough ranting, but um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's like Derrick Henry is 8,600. Christian McCaffrey's 8,800. You got two spend-up options, but what's to say, and I know Houston sucks run defense-wise, but what's to say about Houston just loading up the box with 12 and daring Derrick Henry to break a runoff? But being able to stymie it, because to me, there is absolutely no threat to Houston whatsoever from the passing game to not load up the box every single down Derrick Henry touches the ball. It doesn't make any sense not to. So yeah, could Derrick Henry break off a run? Absolutely. And and pay off the value? Absolutely. He could have a 95-yard run once he gets a full head of steam. Like, yeah, he could house one completely. But my issue is that there's a real possibility that Derrick Henry doesn't get there because we keep assuming he's always going to get there against Houston. There's a chance he doesn't get there because of the passing game situation. They they don't have a passing game. So you could just load up on the box and how, how, how's he supposed to get there? I, I don't, I don't see it. So maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong, but uh, th- this is an awkward Stay away spot to be. Next up, Cleveland and New Orleans. It is 20 mile an hour winds, heavy cold, snow. Andy Dalton cannot throw. You got the Saints outdoors. Why is Andy Dalton starting this game? Jameis Winston should be starting this game. Andy Dalton cannot throw in the cold. This is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. And we, it, like, we're just getting blatant tanking because. It, this game should either be Taysom Hill just starting the game and just running Wildcat the entire game 
uh, because he can't throw that much either. The only person who could throw with wins this high for the Saints is Jameis Winston. It's not close. It is not close. I don't even like Kamara in this game. You know why I don't like Kamara in this game? Because the entire season, Kamara has been running like he doesn't give a damn. You expect Alvin Kamara to run in like negative five degree weather, like once you factor in the wind chill and an ice cold turf. As soon as he gets hit, he's gonna like uh, be miserable and wants to check himself out. Like this is a terrible spot for the Bengals, and because the Browns are a hot mess and uh, Deshaun Watson is still rusty as hell, uh, the, you can't play this game. This this game you should not be playing off for any offense. Just play the defenses and move on. Like, and even then, I'm not even sure the defenses are worth it because with the teams running so much because of the crappy weather condition, I'm struggling to see where the turnovers are going to be in this game. To me, this is an island game where nothing happens. Uh, Like, I I can't be any clearer than that. I don't think anything happens in this game. And if something does happen, uh, it, it will be news to me because I can't see how this game makes any sense. All right, moving on. We've got the Chiefs and the Seahawks. Let Gino cook. We shall see if the Seahawks can still move the ball on offense because there's no Tyler Lockett, and I am very nervous about Marquise Goodwin. Uh, The guy had a wrist injury previously. Uh, He's not really that good, but... He's the number two receiver because Seattle doesn't have that many receivers. It's been locking in Metcalf the entire time. So I expect the Chiefs to lock down Metcalf with double teams and pretty much throwing waves of bodies at him. And it's going to come down to Marquise Goodwin. Now, could DK Metcalf get some wide receiver screens and, you know, maybe take one to the house? Like uh, if uh, there's a coverage breakdown? Yeah, there's, there's a chance. But it's like, what's the likelihood? I don't like DK Metcalf from a volume perspective, uh, you know, unless the Chiefs f-, f up somehow. And I don't see how you f up when there, there isn't enough threat from Seattle down the field without Lockett there to make it happen. So to me, the the, the play is Marquise Goodwin at forty three hundred, and you you can play Kelsey and you can play Jerick McKinnon, and between everyone. That should work on the Kansas City side. The Seattle side, I'm I'm struggling to see where they're, they're scoring because the Chiefs' run defense is solid, and I, I keep looking at it. Where else are the Seahawks going to generate offense? Uh, maybe maybe they go to the tight end spot, but it's like Noah Fant hasn't been much to write home about. Um, they like using Disley. They, they could throw a couple of bones to Colby Parkinson, but I'm I'm struggling to see where Seattle moves the ball because they're going to try to run with Kenneth Walker, and I, I'm not sure it's going to work on the Chiefs' defense. The Chiefs' re- run defense is pretty stout. Um, I just don't see the, the options here that uh, make it worthwhile. All right, and our final early game of the day, my Giants against the Vikings. You know what I keep saying about the Vikings. This team is fraudulent. I, I want to target the Giants as much as possible. 
Uh, I think Richie James and Isaiah Hodgins. I like Hodgins more than Richie James. Uh, James is going to be popular. He's probably going to be over 20% owned on DraftKings and FanDuel. I think Hodgins is going to come in under 10%. And I like Hodgins more than James, but I think James is a good play as well. So to me, you get two wide receiver options to target this overrated Vikings defense that just gives up yards. And I don't think Saquon's a good play because Saquon's going to be highly popular. But I think the Vikings just concentrate their efforts on loading the box and say, Giants receivers, we dare you to beat us. I think this is where Daniel Jones uh, can actually work as a QB because he's going to have the best throwing situation he's had all year. A not-so-great secondary, and they're loading the box to stop Saquon. And they don't think that their wide receivers are that good. So I think there's going to be plenty of targets between Slayton, uh, Hodgins, and... um, and Richie James, the question is, how many uh, chances is Slayton going to get down the field uh, to punish him? Uh, to me, Slayton hasn't shown enough to be consistent enough, whereas I think you're going to get volume between Hodgins and James in the slot. I, I think they're they're going to be able to body this Vikings team. So, you know, I I think it's going to be the Giants passing game. I think they try to they the Vikings commit everything to sh- shutting down Saquon, and the the Giants passing game should be viable. And Jones, uh, Daniel Jones, is actually playable today on fantasy sites. I know it's crazy, but I actually think this is a legit play. Um, not being a homer, uh, I also think that the Giants could easily win this game, even though they're three and a half point underdogs. Uh, we've seen this Vikings team enough. The Giants could beat this team. Now, on the flip side, I love Justin Jefferson because the Giants, again, are not talented. Justin Jefferson's the most talented wide receiver in the league uh, this year. Uh, but, you know, yes, are there wide receivers that uh, get easily perform at this level? Yeah, but they're not in the form Justin Jefferson is. He's just on a heater, and this Giants secondary has no shot at stopping him. Uh, you know, you try as they might, they do. They are not skilled enough to uh, match up against Justin Jefferson. I think he tools on him. I think he's one of the best plays in fantasy. Uh, I'll be having a ton of exposure to him, and I can fit in Kelsey lineups because of who I'm playing with Goodwin. Um, I think there are ways of uh, making the lineups work, uh, especially considering that the Bears' defense is only 2K in bad weather. Um, there are so many ways of fitting guys in, but Jefferson makes a ton of sense against the Giants. I, I, I don't think it's even close. You know, I love this game to target. It's a dome game, uh, and it's one of the highest totals of, of the of the day, um, being almost 50 points. Uh, to me, the Giants are a great play. You run it back with uh, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, you could consider Hawkinson as well. But I also like K.J. Osborne. So, to me, you could also play Kirk Cousins at quarterback, too. Uh, it's not the other. Uh, I just will have more exposure to Daniel Jones because of his scrambling ability. Um, but uh, I just think that this is the spot to target in terms of fantasy production. Because I think you're going to get a decent game script for both squads from a DFS standpoint. 
And so th- this is the matchup you should be targeting um, in the window. Far and away. I-, I-, I don't think it's that close. I like that this game way more than the Cowboys-Eagles game. Uh, I-, I just think the this- script is more narrow for this game. And you can condense uh, the route here targets versus the Cowboys and Eagles game where you got enough guys and mouths to feed that it could spread out to various players and you do not, you don't get there. So to me, uh, I think that's pretty straightforward. The game that targeted a doe, it's not the Cowboys Eagles game. It's uh, the Vikings Giants game. That That's just my take on it. So uh, we're going to get into the afternoon games right after this. So uh, get a quick word for the sponsors and we'll get right to it. Have a good, uh, be right back. Don't go anywhere. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast will be right back after our sponsors pay the bills. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome back to the show. Hope you got your popcorn ready. All right, so afternoon games. There is one big caveat to the afternoon, and I still don't know yet. The The question is, is Chase Young going to make his uh, appearance for the first time this year for the Washington Commanders? Because they're out in San Francisco. It's a four o'clock start. We're not going to know ahead of time, and it's 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 the one thing I haven't heard anyone talk about on uh, most shows. But it's a huge friggin' deal. Chase Young is a terrific run stopper, and everyone's talking about paying up for Christian McCaffrey at eighty eight hundred, 
and he's the most popular player on the slate, and we don't actually know if it's a good play or not. Because I got news for everyone. If Chase Young's playing, this is a terrible idea. Because I I think he slows down McCaffrey in the Niners run game. Now, I still think the Niners are going to win this game. And they'll probably cover because, you know, Washington sucks. But it's one of those where it could be a backdoor cover situation on the flip side because Washington hangs around just enough because their defense keeps them in it. Like, I, I really am nervous. Like, I felt good about this slate like two days ago, and even yesterday I was feeling great. And then I realized Chase Young was had a possibility of playing today. And then I'm like, oh, mother... I, I mean, should I feel good because I can, uh, like, I can pivot off of Christian McCaffrey? I guess, but running back is so weak that... I, you know, I don't really have a ton of good plays. Like I told you, I don't like Derrick Henry. I, I'm scared of McCaffrey. I mean, J.K. Dobbins, like for the Ravens, like we know the Ravens' offense is terrible right now. Like you, you're telling me, like I got to pivot to the Buffalo running backs in a situation that I don't even like against Chicago. Like the, the, you start going up and down this slate. There are enough running backs where it can fail, and I don't think Saquon gets there. So, who am I playing at running back? I like this is like of like Dalvin Cook. I might end up playing Dalvin Cook, and I don't even like Dalvin Cook as a play. Like I'm telling you guys, like the more I keep thinking about this, and you know, it's it's crazy because uh, we we're, we got the last game to talk about between the Cowboys and Eagles. I'm not sold on the running backs there either because of the defenses involved. This could just turn into a dud of a game. Like, there are so many landmines on this slate that, like I'm telling you, no one is safe at running back. Like, you got to get this out of your head. Sometimes when you look at slates, you have to accept the fact that my guy might not be very good. But, like, we're spending up for uh, Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey and I, I don't think they're in good spots. I'm, I'm being honest. Like, the upside is way higher on Henry, but the bust potential is also there for Henry, too. And, like, I don't think people are acknowledging this. Like, both McCaffrey and Henry have higher than expected bust potentials uh, for the spots that they're in. And, you know, it's not being factored into the ownership because they're both going to be over 40% owned and... That makes it more realistic that I should be fading it, but uh, man, I'm struggling with the pivots. Uh, it, it, it's the it's the truth. It's the simple truth of the matter. I may end up playing them, but man, I don't feel good about it because even I am struggling with like the pivots of who's there because it's like I can get to Justin Jefferson regardless, so I don't necessarily need to um, uh, fade them either. So. Like I said, if you want to get different, um, you can fade both uh, Derrick Henry and McCaffrey, and you'll be different enough, and uh, maybe you can look at this last game between Philly and Dallas, which I don't like, and people like, and I don't like, and maybe that'll kill me completely, because it's also in the Dome. It's also uh, has one of the highest totals, uh, 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 just like the Giants and, and Vikings. So, you know... We got Gardner Minshew 
under center for the Eagles uh, with uh, Jalen Hurts out with the shoulder injury. He's 4,800 on DraftKings. Like, Minshew, to me, is my second favorite play outside of Mahomes and Joe Burrow. I, well, I should I say second. It's like, I'll probably play Minshew over Joe Burrow, but I do love Joe Burrow, too. Um, like, the, the, the truth of the matter is I... I like Burrow uh, and 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 Minshew. Maybe I should play less Mahomes, but I think Mahomes is going to do well today too. Like, but to me, this game can bust, and Minshew still gets there with twenty because you know the Eagles still want to throw the ball and they can dump it off to their running backs. I think this could be a Kenneth Gainwell kind of game where he gets dump offs underneath. Yeah, Miles Sanders can get dump offs too, but I I think with the packages that the Eagles like to run, I think Gamewell usually gets more of those pass catching uh, receiving opportunities than uh, Sanders, and it it throws it for a curveball to the Cowboys. Now the question is, does the Cowboys defense over gamble with Minshew under center? Um, I don't know because they take a lot of unnecessary chances. They generate turnovers, but they also uh, give up a lot of big plays because they gamble too much. So, to me, it comes down to, does this game shoot out? And for this game to shoot out, you need mistakes on both sides. You need turnovers, and you need uh, mistakes by the defenses. I want to say that the defenses like play somewhat reasonably, and this game probably stays in the low 40s. But there's a chance this shoots out. And I'm going to get cooked by it if it does shoot out because most of the public is on this game. It's the game of the year. It's an NFC. It's deciding the NFC East. Eagles win. They've got the division. It's like they'll be at 13 wins. They'll have the division. Like the Cowboys aren't catching at that point. Um, So to me, this is what it all comes down to. This game of the year It's going to be the most popular game. You know, this is going to decide to slate. Like, if it busts, I'm going to have a very good day. If it shoots out, I'm going to have a very bad day. It's really that simple. But to me, I think if you fade this game, you f- you go underweight on McCaffrey and um, Derrick Henry, I think you got a really uh, good chance of uh, potentially shipping the slate. If something happens in these other games... That you're pivoting towards, like the uh, KC game or the Giants Vikings game, that you ship the slate because I think I I have a harder time thinking you're going to ship the slate playing this game unless you cover every v- random variable in terms of lineup construction to to see who goes off. Like if you're playing like a Noah Brown or like a Michael Gallup, and, and they they have a massive day. But, but chances are it's going to be C.D. Lamb having a big day. So to me, it's like you're you're spreading yourself thin um, uh, with uh, some of these lineup construction thoughts. Unless you're going to overstack both sides, and by overstack, I'm talking about playing at least uh, three players on both sides of the game. I'm just not a fan of like not when it's this popular of a game. I don't like overstacking when it's this popular of a game. Because it, so, so many people are going to try to already do that um, in contests. Like, sing, 
Like, if it's single entry, yeah, you can get away with it because, like, a lot of people don't like doing oversecking single entry. But in large field contests, someone's going to have an optimizer to, like, overstack this game and find different opportunities. I, I, I just, I wouldn't go down that road. But, um, yeah, that's my thoughts on the slate. I still think that the Eagles cover this, because uh, Dallas is favored by six and a half, and I still think the Eagles find a way to cover this game, and Dallas only wins by a field goal. But I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not in love with this game um, as much as others are. Uh, maybe it burns me, but uh, that's just the way I look at it. All right. So the nightcap, because I am definitely not recording another showdown show tonight for this game. You got the Eagles. I mean, I'm saying Eagles. The Steelers hosting the Ra- uh, Raiders. Uh, I mean. Steelers are favored by two and a half. It's a terrible total. It's like 38 total. Um, you're not going to get a lot of offense. Uh, to me, I think you got to focus on getting some combination of Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. Um, and to get different, you fade Carr. Um, you played maybe a Najee Harris or George Pickens. But you you do you, this is one of those games where you do a cheap captain like the kickers and build that way. I still haven't looked at the salaries yet for showdown, but in my head, the way I would go about the construction is you, you try to do a kicker captain or maybe like a back like say say for instance like Jalen Warren, um, the uh, Steelers backup running back, but it's like a timeshare situation like similar to AJ Dillon. And uh, Aaron Jones in Green Bay, where uh, Warren has been getting, you know, at least 35% of the the snaps on the field and has been getting double-digit carry. So it's it's very much like the A.J. Dillon-Aaron Jones situation where you don't know who's going to go off. But because I know he's going to be cheaper than Najee Harris, like putting him in a captain and you hope that he gets the rushing touchdowns over Najee, that puts you in differently because all it needs is, you know, if your guy scores a touchdown to the captain, chances are we're not going to get multiple touchdowns in this game. Maybe, maybe we get, uh, maybe we get to 24 points and we get three touchdowns, but I don't, I don't see either one of these teams scoring three touchdowns in frigid temperatures and, in Pittsburgh, it's going to be like another game where it's going to be like negative degrees with the wind chill. Like I don't, I don't see this being a massive shootout game. So um, you're just going to have to try to get creative. But uh, I, I'm fading this from a betting standpoint because I don't trust either one of these teams. Uh, you know, yes, there's the Franco Harris tribute by the Steelers, so the Steelers should be fired up. But they're still not a very good team. Uh, the Raiders are the more talented team on paper, but we know it's the Raiders. So what what are you gonna do? Um, anyway, that's all I got uh, for this slate. So I'm gonna get on out of here. Uh, you know, uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. Obviously, being Christmas Eve, I'll, I'm doing a like a special a holiday award season. Uh, bit so uh, uh, that'll be released at some point today uh, as well. But uh, yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone, and uh, 
yeah, we'll, we'll maybe we'll, I'll do a Christmas Day show for the NBA and the Sunday games. I'm still not sure about that yet, but uh, yeah, until next time, folks, have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major outlets. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.